Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Hello, it's great to be with you. Today, as we continue our I'm Feeling series, we're taking some time to talk about this experience of feeling muted. And just to dive a little deeper into that word for a moment, we might also sometimes refer to this as feeling blah. It's the experience of feeling like you're in the middle. You're not really thriving, but not necessarily depressed either. And so it's not, oh, I've lost all hope, but you also can't help but notice that you don't feel a lot of joy either. So everything just feels muted. And as it turns out, there's been a lot of articles that have come out since the pandemic that actually suggest there's been an uptick in this feeling in the last several years because of the sorts of losses that many of us experienced during that time. We lost routines. Some of us lost jobs. Some of us lost childcare, all of which can be huge contributors to this feeling of mutedness. And then as we sat in the midst of that pandemic, we turned probably or perhaps possibly to things like electronics, which can lead to overstimulation of the brain that can ultimately serve to further heighten the experience of feeling muted. So the pandemic's a big story in all of this. But even if that had never happened, feeling this way can occur for all kinds of reasons, questions surrounding our sense of meaning and purpose, losing patience with our hopes and dreams. And certainly when we talk about a subject like this one, it's probably helpful up front just to say we aren't going to feel happy all the time. But that being said, sometimes we just know in our knower that somehow we should, in quotes, be enjoying our lives more than we are. And so when this is our story, the question is, is this just how life is now? Is this all that I can expect? Is this what I've aged into? Or are there ways that we can feel more enlivened again? Is that possible? So as we begin talking about the experience of feeling muted, I'd like to just open it up. What comes up for the two of you? Yeah, I think one of the things that comes up for me, actually a story, one of the things, experiences that caused to a major argument in Christina and I's marriage early on was she was saying something to me and I happened to have the remote control in my hand and I pointed the remote control at her and I was like hitting the mute button. And I think the thing that comes to my mind is feeling shut down, wanting to shut something down. I think when someone maybe says I'm feeling muted, they're feeling shut down as if there's not space to share or to talk about the things that are going on in life or some things that you alluded to earlier, Christina Kaiser, childcare was shut down. Job routine was shut down. Things are feeling shut down in our life. So I could see how somebody would equate feeling shut down with this idea of being muted. What comes to mind for me is actually a passage from the Old Testament Ecclesiastes where it talks about the various seasons. And one of the things that's named is a time to speak and a time to be quiet And just thinking about there are times in our lives that it's actually okay to be muted. Like we need a little bit more of a quieter kind of laying low, fallow ground type of a situation. Um, Maybe because we do need a little bit of a deep rest or just some of that quiet 
to then give us something to say for the time to speak. So I think that there can be a healthy version of the muted. And even times when I might, I'm, we're on Zoom right now and I might mute something to tend to something else that needs more immediate attention. There's an appropriateness to that. But I think probably what you're going for, Christina, also, in addition to the healthy is that there's times where it's not healthy. And we know that we're in this funk, we're feeling muted. It's a little bit gray, blah, dull um, would be another word. I think oftentimes, at least I'm hearing this in some of the people that I'm meeting with, or even personally of, as we reach certain stages of life, we can feel muted. Okay. Younger voices, people want the new fresh. And so what does that mean for people that are later in their careers? And was reading some things about ageism and um, people really feeling that tension of, okay, where is my place in that? Um, So I think that, again, there can be some healthy aspects of that, but then also sometimes where we feel muted and we know that there's more to contribute, more to articulate, to voice, to contribute. But what does that mean? Yeah, that's helpful, right? There are sometimes meaningful moments where it's good to hit some sort of literal mute. And how does that differ from those moments where we personally feel blah? And so it's funny, as we're talking, I reflect on those teenage years. There's a series of years that happen in your life where everything feels like a milestone. (laughs) This means something new. And now this means something new. And then eventually, I think you hit an age where it doesn't necessarily mean much until you get to, oh, now it's a half a decade or now it's the decade. And so maybe that offers encouragement or discouragement, depending on how you're looking at it. But yeah, I think with a lot of people that I talk to, once we've passed all those really exciting milestones and we're in that middle life experience... Sometimes our hopes and our dreams and what we just know could be or ought to be, it's the questions of meaning and purpose. Like, I believe in this and I can't see it come to fruition quite. And especially, I think, possibly if we work in those caregiving or helper type positions where we feel like I had a vision, there was a reason for why I hopped into this profession and where is the fruit exactly? How do I get to it? And so we're coping, I think, is the reality. We're trying to not feel disappointed. And so in trying not to feel a negative feeling, it we're getting muted instead. And I think I'm hearing there's the inward journey of feeling muted. There's the interpersonal journey of, of feeling muted with others. But going back to a moment of the personal feeling muted, and I think really uncovering Often to your point, Christina, when we're younger, we have these major milestones that we're hitting. And I think our desires are much clearer a lot of times when we're younger, like what we want, what we're going for. And as we do get into kind of the stable years of life and the routines and the things that we also have longed for and wanted, sometimes those desires can feel really muted. And so that's something that I've been just even this week thinking about personally. And as I've been with some others, what does it mean to unmute the desires and to really let those breathe and to really articulate? I think I was listening to someone talk about the different layers or levels of desires that we have. There's our surface level desires, but oftentimes there's some ones under need that need a little bit more excavating out. And I think that in our journeys too, we can hit these moments or these seasons that can be long stretches even where those desires are muted and even giving voice to them can feel like blowing dust off of a old picture frame that we haven't dusted for a while to see what's there type of a thing. And so that's something that comes to mind. Yeah, I really appreciate the aspect of feeling muted could be a negative experience or it could be something that is healthy in our spiritual journeys. And I think one of the words that that are coming to me that I think might trend towards a, a healthy spirituality is the whole idea of something being dormant inside of you. 
I think there's a time and a place for something to lie dormant inside of us. And it looks like maybe there's no activity. Maybe our voice isn't being heard, or maybe things are just, some people might use the word priming inside of us. And so I think that's a word that, that, that comes to me as well, that maybe not necessarily we need to say something all the time, but sometimes there's this deep inner work that is dormant inside of us that, that takes a season before it's ready to have its voice shared with the world. Yeah, I do think seasons of rest is just the word that is coming to mind as you're talking about it, though that you may have other words you would use for it. But yeah, that season of kind of pause or rest can be helpful in the midst of it. And it's not easy to do. I think as you're talking, I think of my own moments where I felt uh, like that was the call, actually, just to be quiet. And it can be a little scary to be quiet. So I think it's helpful to acknowledge that and name that because there can be this question of, will people think, what will people think if I don't say anything? We often are given props in our world, not for being quiet, but for being opinionated. (laughs) So what does it look like to go against that grain for a minute and get still and see what is there? I think that is a meaningful, one meaningful track in the midst of this. And then I think going back to the interpersonal aspect of the muting, I think that we do have opportunities to help unmute other people that we're in contact with and to, to know that they maybe have been sitting quiet and we know that there's probably some wisdom to be extracted out. And so what does it look like to really give them some voice and to say, hey, I actually do want to hear and to draw out what's there? Because I do think sometimes in the feeling of the mutedness, there's like a lack of motivation or lust for life, lackluster. And so you're probably not going to be in that space, but someone that maybe can tend to, I think that there is something there and, and to help unmute, I think seems interesting to explore. Yeah. And I really appreciate what you're saying there, Christina, as someone who works with audio and like one of the things that you can do is maybe there's a very quiet voice or you can barely hear it, but you can actually put, you can actually put gain on the source of audio or the source of music and you can amplify it. And I think what you're saying is as we care for others, how do we amplify their voices. And so I really appreciate uh, what, what what you brought forward there. That is a really good analogy. How can we amplify Put a little gain on it? I like that analogy. Yeah. And when I talk with people, oftentimes it's almost as if this is a new thought. Like, oh, I never even realized it was there. I, di- I didn't even know that I was feeling this way. It's almost like the frog in the pot difficulty where the, the temperature has been rising and we don't know it. And It's this space where we're finally able to say, oh, I'm not feeling or to even name it. I was in a situation and I felt like I should have happier feelings than I did. And why can I not have that happy feeling anymore? Why is it all just in the middle? And part of it is that life experience of I've gotten excited. And for what? (laughs) What happened after I got excited? There's that kind of maybe a healing, but... In a lot of these instances, I've been amazed at how even just getting to say it out loud, why does that help? It's That doesn't actually give you a fixing point, but for some reason, just to actually say it seems to spark something new in the midst of it. Not something that I could guess for anybody or even that they could have guessed initially, but there seems to be magic in saying it out aloud. I was recently in a meeting and 
as someone was sharing, there was this muting that happened to the person that was sharing and it was circumstantial. And I don't think that there wasn't ill will necessarily, but definitely the person was cut off in, in what was some meaningful sharing. And so after the fact, I just felt oh, like I hated how that panned out and how that worked. And so went back and emailed the person and just acknowledged, Hey, I really appreciated that you were sharing. And I know that, and I didn't use the word muted, but I think it's definitely appropriate for this conversation. And I think again, just the naming of, and, and just that acknowledgement of I actually didn't feel as cut off as you were saying, like I, I felt cared for in that moment and okay. And I understand that it was circumstances that caused that to happen. But I think just taking that extra moment to do that again is like the unmuting of the thing and amplifying like your voice matters. And so hopefully next time when we're in those meetings, there's going to be a boldness to show up differently um, and move past some of the circumstances. Cause I think they were, the circumstances caused them to shrink back. And I was like, no, please continue to share, but hopefully from that. And so I think sometimes there's maybe a process. It's not just as easy as we hit the mute or the unmute. Sometimes I think there's a sort of a turning up of the volume of I am feeling muted and then I become the quiet voice and then maybe a little bit louder, a little bit louder. There's a continuum that we have to walk through. One of the interesting things that's happening in the United States right now, and I'll refer to this guy by the name of Oliver Anthony. It's like the most downloaded song, most watched YouTube song. And I'm not trying to be political here, but I think one of the things that is happening with this song that he just uploaded, he recorded it on his property. It's become like an anthem for people, for certain demographics in our country. And I, I don't necessarily know that I subscribe to everything that's being said in the song, but I think what is being said, there is a huge portion of our population that are saying, this is our voice. What this person is saying, this is us. We feel nobody's listening to us. We feel overlooked. And Oliver Anthony, if you like do a little digging and he's not trying to be political at all, he's just trying to name some of his feelings that are happening. But it's overwhelmingly, it is just crazy how many people have said, yes, this is my voice. And no matter what side of the the political aisle you land on. So that's another thing that I think is that comes to me is like whenever you suppress something for so long and then something prophetic happens maybe someone says something and a lot of people then glom onto that. I think one of the things that we need to tend to in the contemplative life is one of the things that I don't appreciate about the song is that there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of gratitude for what is. It's just, it's an anthem for what's not. And I think you need to name what isn't happening, but I think you also need to look at, man, there are many wonderful blessings that we have right now in our country and looking at that. So I think that's another thing that comes up to me as we think about this idea of muted. That's interesting. It makes me think of even Taylor Swift concerts or Barbie movie or these cultural trends, right? Whether it be songs that are being released or movies. And to your point, Chris, that there's somebody amplifying saying this is our voice and as large swaths of populations, we have felt muted. And so there's something where there's a gravitational pull towards someone that's saying the things that we don't feel like we can say or didn't even have the words for, but somehow when they say that our unmute button comes out in a different way. So I, I definitely we're seeing that in huge ways this summer. Yeah. And I, I don't know this person you're referring to, but I think what it, it reminds me of as you're talking is if there's, if I can't say it here, is there anywhere else that I can say it? So sometimes that ability to diversify. Oftentimes we think, oh, I'm going to 
pursue meaning in this one arena. And then if that arena is shut down for whatever reason right now, is there another path where that voice can come out? And uh, I think in my own experience of life that it's taken some creativity and ingenuity. It's, it's not always the easy path, right? We would love for things to be easy and to flow with perfect viscousness all the time, but we don't always get that. And if so, is there any creativity there? Oh, okay. Here's a way that I don't have to feel muted because maybe that door is closed right now. So thank you for this little foray into this feeling of feeling muted. Hopefully it can generate some thought and some new excitement for all of us. Now is the time in our podcast where we take a moment to talk about what we are into. So what are we into today? I am into muffins. I just recently bought a new mini muffin pan. And so I'm going nuts with different types of muffins. I have baked some muffins, frozen some muffins. I have some battered muffins in the freezer ready to pop in the oven for fresh muffins. So I'm just loving kind of the variety of muffins that is available to me via the internet and my new muffin pans. I am into mushrooms. I've been made aware of my ability to focus or the lack of focus in my life. I had a good friend that was talking about how mushroom he, this person had ADHD and talking about how certain medications that they were taking made them feel just not their selves, but they actually did need a a boost of like how to concentrate, how to focus. And so I've been trying a mushroom supplement out and to see if that helps me with some focus. And I can notice a little bit of a difference right now. I don't really care for the taste that much, but the focus is definitely helpful. Wow. This is new. I I have never heard of this mushroom supplement before, but I'm not surprised because I've seen a lot of mushroom advertising, like coffee or whatever. I am into a new cookbook. So a friend of mine had texted it to me earlier in the summer when they offered us this huge batch of Swiss chard. And they had said, oh, sometimes when you get a surplus, we have found this book that's called Simply in Season. So you can find a recipe based on whatever crop is overwhelming you at the moment. And they've divided it by spring, summer, autumn, and winter. But I find because nothing grows exactly perfectly, you could definitely make an autumn in the summer, depending on what is coming due. But how cool that somebody thought to make something like this. And then you have many ways. So for a lot of people, the problem is zucchini. In our household, I would say it's probably kale. We always end up growing way more kale than we need because kale is prolific. So that is what I am into. Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll look forward to being with you again soon. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, we invite you to stay connected by signing up for our Foundry Spiritual Center newsletter, where you can learn about even more programs and offerings. You'll find a link to subscribe in the show notes, or visit us anytime at foundrysc.com. Thanks again for being with us. We hope you have a great week.